The following is a podcast brought to you by East Cocalico Church at Four Bunker Hill Road in Stevens, Pennsylvania, and is affiliated with the Church of the Brethren, dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peaceably, simply, together. The love of Jesus filling every heart. Welcome to the Walk in Jesus podcast, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for walking with Jesus in a Christian life without confusion, hassle, or stress. I'm your host, Brett Swales, so let's get moving. Today's discussion is on the poor in spirit. Many among us are poor in spirit. I was walking outside a room at the church one day when my friend Galen asked what I was going to be preaching on the following Sunday. I told him, the poor in spirit. And he looked at me with a gleam in his eye and he said, what's that? Then he made me explain it. So I did. I explained it as the spiritually broken, Galen, opposite to the proud in spirit. Those people who have recognized their poverty and spiritual things and allow Christ at long last to meet their needs. Because the poor in spirit most often cannot even meet their own needs. There was a songwriter who wrote about the poor in spirit. I'm not going to quote most of the lyrics, but I will say that he talked about animals that are out on the highway are killed just like anything, and it's, it's one kind of animal in the autumn and another kind in the spring. He says, so pin it all upon the drifter, they say sleep beneath the bridge. One plays the violin and sleeps inside a fridge. There's been a murder in a red barn. The homeless, they get blamed for a lot. I'd like to thank Tom, Tom Waits for those lyrics, by the way. Proverbs 28.27 says, Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. My granddad was a, a stalwart man big and tall, about six feet, three inches tall, and he used to go through Washington, D.C. on his way to the FBI building where he worked, and he would be accosted by people that were asking him for spare change. Now, remember, he had a, a set answer for most of them. He'd just hold his arm out, straight arm, held rigidly out, saying, get back, and people would. They were afraid of him. That's one way of handling it. The very first teaching on the Sermon of the Mount, Matthew 5, 3, Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in spirit must have been pretty important to Jesus to be mentioned first thing. Who are today's poor in spirit? Well, how about alcoholics, drug users, the chronically unemployed, the chronically ill, homeless people, those with chronic mental illness. They're not just people in poverty. Our country has asked the men and women of the United States military to do service at many different times in American history. In Korea, in Vietnam, Grenada, in Iraq twice, and Afghanistan, not to forget World War I and World War II, 
Now, you see, our soldiers have the scars to prove it, mentally and physically. And in 1987, in Tampa, Florida, my wife and I bought a house in a nice residential area. It was called Town and Country, and it had everything that you would want. The homes were built in the 60s, and each home had a medallion on it that said it was an all-electric home. That was a big deal. But everything in town and country was still the same after 20 years when we moved in. Our principal, our interest, our taxes and insurance in town and country were expensive. Then I saw the man they called the bum, wheeling his cart of cans and junk in behind the bank. That was where he slept, in plain sight in the bushes. He didn't pay for principal, interest, taxes, or insurance. He didn't pay for utilities, and he didn't pay for even rent. You know, I resented him for that, and I did some research with the locals. I could just imagine him telling all his friends about the good life to be had in town and country. I didn't realize that he probably didn't have any friends. He had a name, and I was able to find out that he was not just a bum. He was a homeless Vietnam veteran who had something called PTSD, which stands for post-traumatic stress disorder, and the constellation of problems that go along with it. They say about 15 million adults in the United States have it every year. Now, why do I tell you this? I don't know. Stay tuned. William, the guitar player in my band from 1972 to 1976, he used to do something weird. Before our band and prior to joining U.S. Air Force, William was first given a battery of intelligence tests. He had a fierce aptitude with languages. He was therefore assigned through the Air Force to the Defense, let me get this right now, the Defense Language Institute in Monterey, California. He studied Mandarin Chinese. He was trained to intercept radio traffic from Chinese pilots that flew in North Vietnamese aircraft between them and their air traffic control facilities. He found himself rewarded with a trip to sunny Southeast Asia. Yes, he actually got to do those radio intercepts in Vietnam. He was based at Da Nang Air Base during the Vietnam War. It was a major base with United States Army, United States Air Force, and United States Marine Corps units stationed there. One day, an airman friend of Williams and Da Nang got drunk. He climbed the radio mast, which was absolutely against orders. Later, from far, far up, people said something was seen to be falling. After a short time, it finally landed with a snap and bounced in a puff of dust right at William's feet. William's friend had just been killed in the distant silence by an unseen Viet Cong sniper. That mental snapshot of a dead friend slamming into the ground, a broken pile of human bones, brought the reality of war home for William. That snapshot of his dead friend seared right into his subconscious mind right then and there. It stayed long after the war. It stayed around unwelcome for years.
That red-hot memory molded a logical conclusion in William's mind from the shock of seeing a friend die. It was like a poster with a caption you couldn't see very well. William wasn't even aware of what his subconscious mind had done. This is just one way that PTSD starts. My daughter had a car accident that she came upon, and she's a nurse. She stopped to help, and while she was stopping to help, someone on the other side of the road stopped their car and proceeded to cross the other side of the highway into the median. And before the man got to my daughter, he was struck by a truck and killed right in front of her. You see, combat, combat is something you did without even thinking. Road rage, especially if you kill someone in self-defense, some police officers, and others, it happens to a lot of people. One night, several years after the incident with a radio mast in South Vietnam, William and Pierre the drummer and I were the house band at the brand new Holiday Inn in Brooksville, Florida. Where was William? He was disappeared. We looked everywhere. We looked in the bar itself. We tried the restaurant. He wasn't there either. We even looked under the tables. He wasn't there. We looked out in the corporate offices. No sign of him there or behind the front desk. Tom, the hotel's general manager, and I found William with a girl. They were on a banquet table in a darkened, unused office. You see, William was married and had a sporadic drinking problem. It made him break out in spots. Spots like those unused offices. Spots like my hotel room. Spots like the back of our drummer's car. Always after some strong drinking and with yet another woman. We couldn't fire him as it was infrequent. And we had the best vocals in the Tampa Bay area, it was said. Which in a trio would have broken down without his contribution. Now, William had a beauty of a wife, and soon, however, she found out. Their marriage floundered. He went to the VA psychologist to find out why. Why did he repeat the same behaviors? They reviewed his case. He was back from Vietnam. He hardly saw any of the war, he had said. What he did see was quite enough, it turned out. The death of a friend. He was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. What was that poster I mentioned before in William's subconscious? That was easy, said a VA psychologist. The picture was a dead body. The caption was, Live for today, for tomorrow I may die. Every time a good-looking girl propositioned William, that caption, Live for today, for tomorrow I may die, floated just below the surface in William's mind. He acted, the psychologist said, but he didn't really know why. With PTSD, William was poor in spirit. He knew something was wrong. With much counseling, William and his wife remained married all these intervening years later. How many years? How about almost 50 years later? 
In another situation, on February 25, 1960, a United States Navy aircraft was flying the United States Navy band from Buenos Aires to Rio de Janeiro in peacetime in the clouds and rain. Over Guanabara Bay, a Brazilian airliner crashed into the plane carrying the Navy band. The crash occurred at 4.10 local time at an altitude of 5,000 feet. President Eisenhower commented on the tragedy because the plane carried 19 members and the nucleus of the United States Navy Band who were scheduled to play at an official dinner that very same evening with President Eisenhower. My father was the trombonist in the band and was listed as on board. However, at the last minute, his friend took my dad's place before leaving the ship, and his friend subsequently died in my dad's place. When we first saw my dad's return, he looked and acted like another man. He had been a hunting buddy with some of the men who died. He never returned to the woods. He never hunted again and he developed a ferocious temper. I was the oldest, and he took it out on me. But today, I'm thankful. Many years later, I too was diagnosed with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm thankful that I got a chance to write a memoir. That act revealed my own subconscious poster, namely that even after all the fierce beatings and the night terrors that I endured, I finally understood that my mental poster was captioned with, I am not good enough. I ended up hospitalized twice and was headed in a bad direction when I started to write in 2009. I was poor in spirit. I am, however, thankful today. I finally realized from my unpublished writing that those beatings weren't my fault. I subsequently learned one way to beat PTSD. Because the day I first spoke about this, I was up talking to people from a pulpit. I'm not camped out somewhere living under a bridge. God does not give up on people. I've been married 46 years I have two wonderful kids and two grandbabies, and I never raised a hand to any of my children. One of my daughters is a staff physician, and the other one is a nurse. Like William, the bass player in my own band, I realized that I was happily married to a good woman. Today, I am so thankful. PTSD can happen to anyone. It happened to me. Probably happened to my dad. And it has happened to many homeless veterans you see on the street. And it happened to all of us in my own 1970s era band. We talked earlier about ways that somebody can be poor in spirit. It's not just PTSD, and it's not just combat. We said earlier that many things can change a life. Alcoholism, drug use, addiction to pornography, homelessness, those with chronic mental illness. It's not just confined to people in poverty. It doesn't even mean that someone in poverty has it. So are you thankful today for what you do have? 
My mother used to point out the poor and the unfortunate. She would say, There, but for the grace of God, go I. She was like a Catholic broken record, God bless her soul. Her refrain used to irritate us kids, but it sticks with me to this day. My challenge to you all, today especially, is to accept people where they are. You can't see with other people's eyes what troubles they have seen. Remember Matthew 5, 3, the very first teaching of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The following has been a podcast brought to you by the East Cocalico Church at 4 Bunker Hill Road in Stevens, Pennsylvania, and is affiliated with the Church of the Brethren, dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peaceably, simply, together. The love of Jesus filling every heart. Thank you.